This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Republican voters face a choice in this state and in every state around the nation as these primaries unfold. And I believe that choice will determine the fate of our party and the course of our nation for years to come. So today I ask my fellow Republicans this. In the days to come, will we be the party of conservatism? Or will we follow the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles? The future of this movement and this party belongs to one or the other, not both. That's because the fundamental divide between these two factions is unbridgeable. History teaches that societies with more freedom and less government flourish. That's why we have a brilliant system of checks and balances, divisions of authority, co-equal branches of government, enshrined in our Constitution, and sovereign state governments under our system of federalism. Conservatives understand that in order to advance an agenda on behalf of the American people, we must work through the system, the political home of those who believe in limited government and individual liberty who keep faith with our Constitution is the Republican Party. I think my question is, you know, the inflection point you talk about this moment for the party, you know, you look at even our most recent polling in terms of uh, the issues itself. You know, your consistency on conservatism, I think, is unquestioned whether you agree or disagree with where you are ideologically. But in terms of who would be the best candidate to handle the economy, Trump is at 69 percent. Immigration, 65 percent. Ukraine, 63 percent. Government overreach, 59 percent. Um, isn't this war over and your side lost? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, again, a complete disconnect from reality. Again, conservatives, constitutionally, temperamentally, conservatives are supposed to, if you look at Burke or Russell Kirk, are, are, they're supposed to look at reality as it is. Reality as it is and adapt to that. And of course, so far, the party's so far from that. Uh, but this is Beyond, let me just say this, beyond radicalism, uh, Jonah's right, it is radicalism, Willie. But we can say without being hyperbolic in the least that this is anti-democratic through and through. You heard what John Heilman just said about what they're doing in Wisconsin, trying to impeach a judge that won a landslide election just because in Tennessee, kicking out two black members of the legislature that were elected because they protested. In Ohio, at the last second, changing the rules of a state referendum because they knew 
they were going to lose. Of course, they failed at changing those rules. The people were still able to do something in Washington, D.C. Why is Donald Trump going to trial next March? Because he set up a scheme to put in place fraudulent electors. And what would that do? That would take away the votes of millions and millions of people who already had actual constitutional electors in Washington, D.C. to have their votes counted. And of course, we can go to Georgia. You know, Donald Trump saying basically to the Secretary of State, steal the election, find, throw out 11,000 votes, find one more than I need to win. Again, this is not just conservatism versus radicalism. This is democracy versus anti-democracy. I don't think we've had as clear a cut difference between the parties. Well, certainly not in my lifetime, and I would suggest we'd probably have to go back to the Civil War to find two parties so at odds as these two parties right now, because one literally wants to end the democratic experiment. If you look at the person who's running, who has said again, as Mike Pence said, his vice president, he wants to terminate the Constitution if the Constitution stands in the way of him being the president of the United States. And the argument they're making, or implicitly, I guess, is that democracy has not yielded the results we wanted. Donald Trump didn't win. We didn't get what we wanted on abortion in certain places in these referendums. So we're going to burn the thing down. Get rid of democracy so we can change the system and get the outcomes we want. I would add to that list the effort at the state level in Georgia to impeach effectively Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County DA. Notably, it was the Republican governor, Brian Kemp, who stepped in quickly and said, yeah, that's not happening. But John, if, if you look at the, the field of Republican presidential candidates right now, Donald Trump is head and shoulders above everyone, but the closest opponents are cheap imitations of Donald Trump. So in other words, the people who are finding any traction at all nationally, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis to a, to a lesser degree, are doing a, a, an impersonation of Donald Trump. I mean, you had Ron DeSantis yesterday saying, yes, I would consider pardons and commutations for the January 6th people who are now being put in jail because he thinks that's what Trump's voters, I guess, want to hear, or maybe he does believe that. But this is what's working for the moment. Yeah. And I, I mean, some people think polls, polls. This one to me is totally riveting and fascinating about how Americans think Joe Biden is handling his job, including Democrats. Yeah. And it's going to set off some alarm bells yeah. uh, in the White House, uh, no doubt. You noted uh, his approval rating is down at 39 percent, 61 percent of Americans disapprove. He's been hanging at that low point, guys, for quite some time. We talk about the mood of the country uh, 14 months out from a, from a presidential election. Not that great. Three in 10 Americans. That's it. Say things are going well in the country. Seven in 10 say things are going badly in the country. And 58 percent of Americans in this poll say that Joe Biden's policies have actually worsened economic conditions in the country. Only 24 percent say they've improved economic conditions this is why we hear him talking about Bidenomics every day he's out and about in the country. Uh, David, the president is the oldest president in history. He was this morning. He will be tomorrow. That's just the reality. And White House officials acknowledge that, don't love talking about it, but have long made the case that's not the kind of pervasive issue for voters. It's not going to be the determinant factor. What does this poll show? Well, it's certainly on the mind of voters. We, we'll, we'll see how important it becomes, but it clearly is a major concern. We asked folks, Phil, 
Do you think, are you seriously concerned that Biden's age might negatively affect his ability to serve a full term? Three quarters of Americans are indeed seriously concerned. Three quarters of Americans don't agree on anything, but there's concern there. You see it here, too. Seriously concerned about his current mental and physical competence being negatively impacted by his age and seriously concerned that his understanding of the next generation's concerns are impacted. Sixty eight percent say that. And that and the economy, as we talked about, that is what is behind these numbers. Why Joe Biden is in a sort of dead heat margin of error race with nearly every Republican tested. Poppy noted that Nikki Haley is the exception to that. She's running outside the margin of error. But look at this. Trump, margin of error race, no clear leader. DeSantis, Pence, Scott, Ramaswamy, Christie, they are all with no clear leader. And I just want to note, guys, one other thing that is going to cause agita for the White House team is this motivation factor. Are you extremely motivated to vote in next year's presidential election? Look at this. Republicans and Republican-leaning independents have a 10-point advantage over Democrats on that score. Now we know, David, how the American public feels about the bigger picture here of Biden's involvement with his son, Hunter, on business. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of the results here are driven by partisanship, and we see what the Republicans on Capitol Hill are trying to do with this issue. But it seems to be working a little bit. So we asked Americans, you know, what— was Joe Biden involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings when he was vice president? And a clear majority, 61 percent, say Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time. 38 percent say he wasn't. By the way, that includes 42 percent who think Joe Biden acted illegally. Um, nearly two thirds of independents think Joe Biden was involved in these business dealings as vice president. And then there was also um, the question that we asked folks about Joe Biden's actions regarding the investigation itself. Did he act appropriately or not? Uh, Fifty five percent of Americans in this poll say Joe Biden has acted inappropriately uh, in relation to the Hunter Biden investigation. Forty four percent say acted appropriately. So this is clearly um, while the Republicans are trying to gather evidence and somehow really connect the dots uh, again, largely driven by partisanship. Uh, you see Democrats may not be buying this. Republicans certainly are. And independents are being convinced that there's some bi bi Joe Biden involvement. Something here. doesn't smell right. right. Thursday, 7 September, the year of our Lord, 2023. Bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. And I have to give a hat tip to this audience. Keep in perspective here. If it was not for you as force multipliers. And you saw a perfect example the other day of, uh, of uh, Dirty Truth Josh. Um, who passed away uh, over the weekend uh, and was a, um, a stalwart member of the War Room Posse, but also uh, clipped other shows too, but, but put the information out. Remember, these poll numbers uh, in the earlier Pence part is 100% related to this audience pushing out this information pushing out the information, having President Trump's back, <clears throat> pushing out this information and being like a, a phalanx, a phalanx. And look at everything's coming your way. It's all coming your way. The numbers in the CNN poll, they're in complete and total meltdown. I can tell you behind the scenes is even worse than that on the Democratic side, particularly uh, the money people. Absolute full panic. And here's what CNN tried to try to pivot away there um, and talk about his age. It's his policies. The central thing is that, first off, right track, wrong track, 70% of the American people 
think the country's on the wrong track. Um, overwhelmingly, 58% I think it is, American people think his policies have hurt the economy because in their lived experience, they're seeing this. They're seeing this. It's the policies. It's not just him as a, as a clown. It's the illegitimate regime's policies which have been predicated upon massive five or six trillion dollars of additional spending over and above the seven trillion a year they spend anyway. Remember, all the build back better, all the whatever they call these things, you know, the sustainable New Deal, the all of that was additional five trillion dollars. The American people are rejecting it. What this does strategically in, in the Hunter Biden thing, remember we're the guys with Rudy that broke the uh, the laptop from hell, and we really focused on the, the – I was brought in because of the Chinese Communist Party uh, infiltration of the Biden crime family. They brought me up to the, go through the documents. And I said in a very short period of time, these are legit, and these guys are taking big money from the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party, which you should be impeached for. Now, that was in August of 2020. And remember, the entire media suppressed that. The entire media said that did not happen. The intelligence officers look at every element, and this gives this gives um, this gives backing to McCarthy to move now. The poll numbers are there. The American people have your back on stopping the Biden regime's destruction of the American worker, the American middle class, and this economy, and they have your back on immediately moving to impeachment to sort out all the crimes, all the bribery, the bribery of Biden. It couldn't be clearer. You don't have McCarthy does ha- not have any leg to stand on. The numbers on the independents are overwhelming. And this is where, where have you heard this? On, on War Room and a handful of other sites? The whole media infrastructure is against this, including all the financial media, the Financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, all of it. This is how powerful this information is. Only need the political will to force their hand. The political will to force their hand. 100% going to a quick break. You, this audience, you have done this. This is your achievement in this long grinding war to save our republic. Today is a, uh, is a day to remember. Another milepost on our path to victory in the sunlit uplands. As the information war, we're now winning. Hey, We're a long way from winning overall, as you know. But you can see a victory right here, and we're going to push it more throughout this show. Going to go to the border next and tie it back to New York City. The former KGB colonel, Vladimir Putin, who, by the way, is no friend of the United States, called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS conference in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. We call this the de-dollarization movement. Now, as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers 
an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon at 989898 to claim your free information kit. Use your agency. Do it today. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Republican voters face a choice. In this state and in every state around the nation, as these primaries unfold. And I believe that choice will determine the fate of our party and the course of our nation for years to come. So today, I ask my fellow Republicans this. In the days to come, will we be the party of conservatism? Or will we follow the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles? The future of this movement and this party belongs to one or the other, not both. That's because the fundamental divide between these two factions is unbridgeable. History teaches that societies with more freedom and less government flourish. That's why we have a brilliant system of checks and balances, divisions of authority, co-equal branches of government, enshrined in our Constitution, and sovereign state governments under our system of federalism. Conservatives understand that in order to advance an agenda on behalf of the American people, we must work through the system. The political home of those who believe in limited government and individual liberty who keep faith with our Constitution is the Republican Party. I think my question is, you know, the inflection point you talk about this moment for the party, you know, you look at even our most recent polling in terms of uh, the issues itself. You know, your consistency on conservatism, I think, is unquestioned whether you agree or disagree with where you are ideologically. But in terms of who would be the best candidate to handle the economy? Trump is at 69 percent. Immigration, 65 percent. Ukraine, 63 percent. Government overreach, 59 percent. Um, isn't this war over and your side lost? <laughs> I think uh, Phil Mattingly sums it up pretty well there. Um, it was supposed to be the big speech, his big career speech. He even lifted uh, President Reagan's time for choosing um, on his uh, populism versus conservatism. Uh, talk here. I want to make sure. So let's break this down for a second. Morning Joe which we had the following clip in the opening segment, won't say populism. They call it radicalism because they understand populism is a galvanizing force right now, an ascendant. And what populism is is to give power back to this audience. That's what the rise of Trump in 2016 was. This is how we pierced uh, the, blue, um, the blue wall up in the Pennsylvania and uh, in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio. This is, um, we're ascendant, and they know it. Pence's, and think about it for a second, Pence's, you know, and his, his, the way he speaks, 
the 1980s are calling and want, you know, it irritates me just to listen to it. That's why I kind of, you know, hate listening to it all the time because it's just, it's so irritating that it kind of gets my juices worked up and helps me focus. This is all driven by the donors. Think about this. See, he goes through this kind of theoretical exercise of we're dealing in a time when they've shredded the Constitution. We're dealing in a time. Can he see what they're doing to President Trump? I know Judas Pence, who, by the way, didn't follow the Electoral Count Act of 1887, didn't follow the Constitution. Nobody asked him. He was never asked to flip anything. It was to send it back to states that, like the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, says, hey, we have a huge problem here. We need to check the certification. Check the certification. Big court case yesterday in Arizona on the same topic. Check the certification. Judas Pence had his opportunity to back the Constitution and didn't. And we're going uh, to have Julie Kelly on today. The difference between what he outlines in the book and the testimony of him and his uh, Mark Short and these other Coke factotums who surround him uh, is, are two different things. We're going to go through that in detail on, a fr- on the Friday show. But I also remind, you know, for all of Pence's talk, we have a great system of checks and balances and we're limited government. Pence was the most important thing Mike Pence has ever done in his entire life. He got a mandate from Trump to head the pandemic task force. Fauci and Burks reported to, 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 to Pence. Trump's like the chairman. Trump's got to keep the big picture. He's president of the United States. He's got a thousand things going on. He deputizes Pence. Pence, all your happy talk about the Constitution, all your happy talk about limited government, all your happy talk about anything, you were in charge of the task force, you solely, responsibility, accountability, authority, all in you, and you reported up to the president that kept him up to date. Fauci reported to you. Warp speed in the vaccines reported to you. You're the one that allowed the documents in the Pfizer documents to be sealed up for 75 years. You, you, you. So don't sit here and give me this big pontificating, it's limited government and we want liberty and freedom. These are all just word salads now. Look at what they're doing to Donald Trump. How can you sit there and talk about a system of checks and balances? How can you talk about working through a system? We're going to have uh, Frankie Stocks is going to come on here later, talk about the J6 tapes. Look at, look at the DOJ. Look at the FBI. You got the FBI now. They won't release the footage of where they murdered uh, the 300-pound, I don't know, 74-year-old guy who couldn't even walk around his house, gunned him down in his house. They won't release the, the video footage. What planet are you living on? What planet? I'm not even talking about the difference in the substantive difference between populism. And remember, we are right-wing populists. We are uber-conservatives, sir. Where are you in this whole budget fight? Where are you on anything? Where are you of anything of substance? You're wandering around Ukraine giving happy talk on talking about the sovereignty of Ukraine and how it's in the vital national security interest of the United States. And we got to be there forever making these open ended promises like you supported the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war. You don't have any you can't look at any policy. There's not one thing in the United States that Mike Pence can turn to and say, yeah, I fought for that, and that's for the country's better. The country's in the shape it is because the Republican Party has had non-events, non-entities like you throughout who won't stand and fight for anything and, quite frankly, won't go back to the people and engage them. That is the core of populism. That's why we are populist here. We are nationalist here. 
We are America first here. We are MAGA. We are the deplorables. And we're proud of it. Because I understand it's the grit and determination of these folks that have built this nation and defended this nation. You don't know, you've got these empties of liberty and freedom. It's just words. What does it mean? Where do you ever apply it? What do you do about it? Let's go back to the task force. Look at what you did there. And there's a scene in the book. You bring in some chart, some ridiculous chart that the math doesn't mean anything. You know why? Because you're a freaking moron. I know Mike Pence. This guy does not have a three-digit IQ. He's the typical kind of non-entity in, in, that's gotten through in politics by, you know, knitting the brow and saying, you know, acting with this deep voice. It's ridiculous. Not now in the 21st century of where the nation is, of where the administrative state and deep state of what they're doing. You were put in charge of part of that, and you failed miserably. You failed miserably. You did not act as someone that supported the direction of the Trump presidency and gave President Trump meaningful information and actionable information. You let Fauci run wild. You were in charge of the task force. You, Vice President of the United States, you had the authority, you had the responsibility, and you had the account. now you have the accountability. And you're going to go up there to New Hampshire and give some populism versus conservatism and unmoored from conservative principles. What are your principles? Not the ones you go to uh, these fundraisers. This is all the cokes. Remember, this is Mark Short. This is all the cokes, and here's why. I want to go back to the CNN poll where 58% of the people saying it's the policies of Biden. The policies of the additional $5 trillion in spending. The donor class understands that the populist movement is eventually going to sit there and go, we're so far gone with the debt and the, and the Federal Reserve. They're $9.5 trillion. This thing's so far gone. You know, we can't sell the bonds. You can't bleed any more taxes out of working class people, the middle class. Uh, you're either going to radically cut spending, which the donor class doesn't support. They never have your back on this. They're afraid of being called transphobes or, or racist, or they're so afraid they're going to not get into their clubs. They're not going to be able to hang, hang out at the Hamptons at the cocktail bars. That's what they want to do. That's what they do. Do you see them at Trump rallies? Do you see them at volunteering for anything? Do you see them down in the trenches doing anything? No, you do not. They're hanging out with the other wealthy. What they're afraid of, and this is why he's coming after populism, they're afraid of eventually they're going to look to the donor class and say, yo, billionaires, yo, multi-billionaires, somebody's got, we're either going to do the massive cuts or somebody's going to stop, step up and start paying for it. Is it any, is it a coincidence that Mike Pence is the leading guy talking about getting your, his hands on your Medicare and Social Security? And far be it from me to say, eventually we got to look at the math there. But that comes many years after you take care of the immediate problem you can handle, and that's cutting the federal budget. He won't touch that because that gets to the donors. It gets to the arms manufacturers. It gets to the, to, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. It gets to all his sponsors. It gets to the Cokes. He won't touch that. He wants to come the measly thousand bucks you get every month and can barely live on. After breaking your back and working your entire life, th that's the problem. Just like the problems, the wages of the working class for inflation. It's always you're the problem. You're the problem. That's what his message, you're the problem. And what we have to do is that we really have to, what conservatism really wants to do, we want to get into your Social Security and Medicare. 
the one little thing that you hang on right now. Think about it for a second. When you look at that big, fat Social Security check you get every month and think about what they're spending their money on, he doesn't have the stones and the guts and the will to stand up to it and cut that from the arms manufacturer in Ukraine. He wants billions in Ukraine and he wants to touch your Social Security. That's his conservatism. Okay, we got a lot to get to, and I've got a couple of three, maybe more rants to go through. Gavin Wax is going to join us on the other side. We've got Todd Benzman down the border, and Todd's going to be talking about the meltdown in New York City. As we said when we built the wall, every town a border town, every state a border state. Next in the war room. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. These are my people. This is a land where my forefathers lie. These are my people. In brotherhood, we're heirs of a creed to live by. A creed that proclaims that by loved ones' blood stains. This is my land, and these are my people. These are my people. They were born on and lived by the land. These are my people. And their cities were raised by hard-working hands. And their faces do tell that they're holding on well to this their land. Yes, these are my people. These are my people. These are the ones who will reach for the stars. These are my people. By the light of the earth, you can tell they are ours. A new step to take and a new day will break for this my land. Yes, these are my people. These are my people. Mm-hmm. 
the most powerful force uh, in the world, the American people. Let's bring in Gavin Wax now. Gavin, uh, Mike Pence says we're an inflection point between populism and conservatism. The fate of the, not just the Republican Party, but the fate of the nation. You're the author of a book that's come out next year, The Emerging Populist Majority, sir. Talked about uh, Johnny Cash's These Are My People. Well, listen, Steve, uh, the former vice president is not exactly wrong. Uh, This country is certainly at an inflection point in our body politic, but it's not between populism uh, and conservatism, whatever that means. It's certainly not the conservatism that Mike Pence pretends to espouse. Uh, It's between populism and elitism, of which he is a a card-carrying member of the elite of this country, the corrupt political class, which he emerged from. And he represents all that is wrong uh, with our political elites, with the people that are ruling over us from the Beltway, uh, completely out of touch, beholden to the donor class, completely disinterested uh, in the problems facing the heartland, the problem facing uh, the problems facing urban America. Uh, you know, this is why he had his little uh, Freudian slip on the debate stage where he said he could care less about what's happening uh, domestically. He's far more concerned about where the front lines are in Lugansk or Donetsk or some far-off oblast in Ukraine than he is about what's happening uh, in Ohio or Pennsylvania or Michigan or in the Deep South. Uh, so populism is on the rise. Trump is uh, the you know vehicle that's moving that movement forward that has completely transformed the political landscape. We are in a realignment. It's a massive realignment, something we haven't seen before. And these guys are so clueless. They don't understand that populism is a reaction. Populism only is coming about right now uh, because of their failures and you touched on this in the previous segment. It's their failures on trade. It's their failures on immigration. It's how they sold our country short. They sold it to the highest bidder. They left the nation gutted uh, spiritually, economically, and in any sense you can think of. And uh, populism has emerged now as a political force to represent the people that have been left behind. Uh, and if he doesn't like that, well, he should have been doing a much better job uh, during his uh, you know, his long history uh, in Washington or, or running the Indiana state government. Uh, Uh, Because right now, uh, populism is an unstoppable force. Uh, It's going to have some hiccups, of course, along the way. And there's going to be a lot of give and take. Uh, But the populist movement worldwide is ascendant. They understand that. They recognize it. That's why they're scared of it. That's why they talk about it. That's why they identify it. Because they understand that it's actually uh, something that the the, the masses are willing to rally behind. No one's rallying behind his empty, you know, one-liners about liberty, the Constitution, or, or whatever other platitudes he comes up with in his monotone voice that you were uh, that you were mimicking earlier. It's 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 dead. It's sterile. That form of American politics no longer works. It doesn't work in the age of social media, and it's not going to work in the age uh, of Trump, where people are looking for fighters, they're looking for brawlers, they're looking for people to go toe to toe with the establishment. They're not looking for people like Pence uh, that look like they'll fall asleep at any moment and are willing to cave on every major issue. So uh, he's right in understanding that we're at an inflection point. The body politic is shifting, uh, but it's not between. You know, some version of conservatism, which many populists are conservative. Uh, it's between populism and elitism or globalism, of which uh, he is a representative of. We're trying to get Todd. I want you to hang on, Gavin, um, because you, you see this fight of populism. And you see this fight uh, manifested in many places. The, um, you know, the populists have really been the ones in the nationalists. The populist nationalist movement has been the ones that say on the southern border. It's just not simply an invasion of our country, but it, it is it is uh, and it's not just going to stay in the Rio Grande Valley or in southern Arizona or in California. 
Eventually, this is going to go throughout the entire nation. It's been the populist nationalist movement with President Trump that made it one of his key, if not the key issue in 2016, along with uh, uh, China and the jobs leaving up in the upper Midwest uh, to build the wall and to stop the invasion. It's now out of control. Here's what I want to do. I got I got Benzman in the Rio Grande Valley and I got Gavin Wax, who's head of the um, Young Republicans Club in New York. But I want to when we talk about conservatism, populism and conservatism or what Pence represents, not being able to stop this. I want to play Eric Adams from last night because we are now seeing the destruction of the greatest cities in the United States by the elites allowing this to happen. And now they're whining and now they're crying and now they want huge bailouts. They want it all. Let's go ahead and play Eric Adams. We'll go to Todd Benson. Keep Gavin around. Let's go ahead and uh, hit it. We turned this city around in 20 months. And then what happened? Started with a madman down in Texas, decided he wanted to bust people up to New York City. 110,000 migrants. We have to feed, clothe, house, educate the children, wash their laundry sheets, give them everything they need, health care. And this team here, we stated, let's do everything possible before we have to push it out into neighborhoods and communities. Month after month, I stood up and I said, this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. Well, we're here. We're here. We're getting no support on this national crisis. And we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're gonna come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, Probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you ask me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do and they're destroying New York City? It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000, and I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew. Okay. It's going to be destroyed. That's a guy that designated New York City and made it a sanctuary city. 
the populist nationalist movement since the rise of Trump back in 14. First off, all of you fought the Bush uh, amnesty program of what the Bush. This is part of the reason why why uh, why Ken Paxson is being uh, impeached down in Texas. The Bush hunter. The elites in this country. Want the invasion, they want cheap labor and they want bigger markets, cheap labor and bigger domestic markets. They've brought this on. And these morons like Eric Adams have been their tools. He's a sanctuary city guy. Now they're one. He says they've come from all the world and they have made up their minds to come to the United States. Hey, six billion people probably want to come to the United States. The problem is you have to have the political will to stop it. And where are the Mike Pence's? Where are the Koch's been? He's taking money from the from the Cato guys, the open borders guys, totally open borders. They're not nationalist. They're not populist. And Todd Benzman's warned you about this. He's been down. He's been warning about you this for years on this show. He's wrote a book about it. And now it's coming home to roost. It's going to destroy New York City. And what Adam said, it's every community in New York City. The people in New York, if you do not stand up today, forget whether you're a Democrat or a progressive. Your city and your life is about to be destroyed. It's upon you. To look at the reality. You haven't watched the war room. You don't listen to war room. You don't listen to the populist movement. You think the populists are the bad guys. We've been warning you this is going to happen. And this is where all the fat cats living out in the Hamptons and the Upper East Side. They're not having a problem. You're having the problem. And now Eric Adams is sitting there going, it's going to destroy New York City. Hello, dude. Benzman, we got a couple of minutes before we go to break. Gavin, I want you to stick around too. Todd Benzman. You've told people that your title of your book is overrun. You told people this was going to happen, sir. That's right. And it's no surprise that New York is struggling with this uh, because it was so predictable and predicted. But I also just want to point out that it's not just New York. This is happening in cities throughout the Midwest, Nebraska, Ohio. Uh, coast to coast. I mean, all of the uh, California and uh, Washington State and Oregon, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, a whole country is dealing with this. The mayors of those cities just aren't willing to uh, go very public with it. But trust me, those numbers are are rocketing uh, into the stratosphere all across the nation. And so are the unfunded burdens of it. Okay, we're going to go to break. Hang right there. Todd's in the Rio Grande Valley. We're going to come back to him. Did I tell you he was going to ask for a bailout? He threw out the number last night. I told you this number is going to be $10, $15, 20000000000 billion, $12 billion. He says, we're $12 billion. We're going to cut $12 billion out of our budget. He's telling people in New York City because they're looking for a bailout. Right? No bailout. You guys brought this on yourselves. Until the people in New York stand up and say, we've had enough, not one penny. How about this? Drop dead. Heard that one before? On the bailout with Ford? Drop dead. You brought it on. You made yourself a sanctuary city. You asked for this. That's why folks from all over the world are coming to New York City. Why wouldn't they? They can just walk in. They can get a bus ride and 2200 bucks. Back in a moment. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile 
has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Gavin Wax is author of the book. going to come out next year, The Emerging Populist Majority. Things happen because of you, this audience. You're the force, force multiplier. You're the adult in the room. Think about it. The drive to impeach Biden for selling us out to the Chinese Communist Party. And I actually think throw in invasion of the southern border. I think we get a couple of three more charges in there driven by you. The adult in the room on the financial crisis facing the country and forcing people to deal with this now, you. Invasion of the southern border, you. No more money to the, to the, to the, to the crooks and oligarchs in Ukraine and the defense industry, you. Stopping this, this radical takeover of the education system of our country and this, the programming, the grooming, you. The getting it back to the human trafficking, the, the pedophilia, all of it, you. I can go through topic after topic after topic, take down the Chinese Communist Party, you, you. The nation depends upon you more than it's ever dependent in any time in American history, any time. I count the revolution, the Civil War, the Great Depression, World War II in that. Now, this is the inflection point. And all you have to do, we'll try to get a clip so you can listen. To, I want you to listen to Pence's speech. I want you to listen, and I want you to think about your life in relation when you listen to Pence's speech. And where we are today in the, in, the, in the human agency that you are using. Gavin Wax. And by the way, some of the war imposters, some of the people tell me the Upper East Side is actually, uh, is actually getting destroyed also. The greatest city on earth, New York City, is imploding before our eyes. Brought about by radical, Demo- radical Marxist Democrats like Eric Adams. He said, turn this city around. The city's a hellhole. The city's a hellhole. And the only way is when the, when the powers that be that own all the commercial real estate, when that continues to implode and you get a couple of bankruptcies, then they're going to wake up. Tell me about your beloved New York City. And Eric Adams, in this, in that, in the last night, we have 110,000. It's all because these bad governors, bad governors like Abbott and DeSantis do. That has zero to do with it. That's all optics and all performative. This gets to the core of what the party of Davos, what the Uniparty want, they want to destroy. They're all for keeping the sovereignty of Ukraine. 
and the territorial integrity of Ukraine and the self-determination of the Ukrainian people. That's a number one priority for them. Why? We'll have to dig down and find out about that. But they don't give a damn about the territorial integrity of the United States of America, about the sovereignty of the United States of America, about the self-determination of American citizens. And right there with that big whiny voice, and he's looking to you for a bailout to bail him out. Gavin Wax, your thoughts and observations on New York City and this clown that happens to be the mayor. Yeah, listen, I mean, Adams is a uh, he's a corrupt Brooklyn Democrat machine politician. He has been his whole life through the state legislature now into the mayorship. Uh, all the policies that he's always advocated for, you know, writ large, have led us to this point. It's led us to Roosevelt, the Roosevelt Hotel being o- overflowing with migrants. We're paying, you know, tens of millions to the Pakistani government to house people, uh, you know, for a few hundred a night in these these rooms in a formerly nice hotel right by Grand Central Station. Now he wants to go and, you know, basically sound like, you know, all the Republicans in, in Staten Island and South Brooklyn and Northeast Queens have been sounding over the past few years. I mean, we've had protests in the outer boroughs against these migrant shelters. We've had protests against them offering all these city and state services to these migrants. I mean, they, they've created a duality in this society where you can come over here, you can get paid to come by, by, here. By, by, by the way, let, let, me, let me just, let me just cl- hang on. Whoa, 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 bro. Yes. Let me just stop you. They're not migrants. Don't don't use their term. They're yes. illegal aliens. This is illegal everything aliens. about this is illegal. Mike Pence Correct. sits there and going to lecture us on the Constitution and the and the separation of powers and work through the system, and they're allowing and ex- exacerbating an invasion of our country by illegal yep. aliens from every place in the world. Yep, they want and us Adam's to talk. They're not mad. migrants. But by the way, go ahead. It's only bad because it's happening a little bit too fast for him. I mean, this is all part of their plan. I mean, they're trying to flood the country, you know, depreciate wages, destroy any sort of, you know, American cultural identity that we have. The only thing Adams is complaining about is, you know, he's basically saying this is happening too fast. He would prefer it happen in another locality. He's not against it, you know, happening in general. He's just, you know, arguing on the particular, you know, details of this mass migration and this illegal invasion of our country. You know, he would prefer it happens at the Rio Grande Valley. I mean, this is how they all operate. You know, it's the same liberals on Martha's Vineyard that, you know, lose, you know, set, set out the National Guard because 50 of them, you know, end up end up G- on their little island. G- you're G- dealing with the same thing here. At a bigger Gavin, isn't, isn't one of his his two top priorities? And we put the, 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 the cover of the New York Post. He's putting 20,000 illegal alien kids in the schools next to American citizens unvaccinated. Number right, two, and I'm not talking vaccinated. about the COVID. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the. You know, get get the get the the chicken pox away from me. He's also isn't his number one priority, Gavin, to get work permits for the illegal aliens. He says this will get him into society. That yeah, won't suppress is- wages among the working class in New York. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, no, it's the donor class in New York. It's the big real estate magnets. It's the commercial real estate industry. They're the ones really backing him, along with all the elites in Manhattan. Uh, so he's going to try to get them cheap labor. He's going to try to flood the city. I mean, he'll he'll argue again on the fringes of this stuff, but he marches in lockstep with the far left of his party. And now he's going to you know do this kind of theatrical show, acting as if you know he's always been against this and he can't stand what's happening. Uh, he just doesn't want to go down with the ship. He doesn't want to get blamed for this because he has national aspirations. He wants to run for president. 
president. He wants to move up the stage. There's been no mayors in New York City that have really had any sort of success at the national stage. He obviously has the arrogance and ego to think he does. So that's what he's doing right now. This is just a show uh, because his entire city government is moving in lockstep uh, to advance this agenda, to incentivize this agenda, to flood the hotels, to build the migrant centers, uh, to continue to bust them in. I mean, it's a complete national disgrace what they're doing to the city. And you mentioned earlier, the Upper East Side. I'm on the Upper East Side. I mean, the Upper East Side is not what it used to be. I mean, we have a homeless crisis in this city that's unbelievable. It, it surpasses anything that we that, that that existed during the Great Depression. We have a subsidized homeless welfare industrial complex in this city. Trash, filth. The city viscerally looks like hell. It's viscerally going downhill. You see it in the people's faces. You see it on the street corners. And now you see it with these overflowing hotels full of rowdy migrants. Yeah. They're doing drugs. They're they're committing crimes and they're getting they're they're walking on uh, they're walking on all these crimes. And even if they are citizens, some of these people committing crimes, they're walking on desk appearance tickets. The entire city is going to hell, at least in the 1970s, 1980s, you know, when people talked about the Bronx is burning and Gotham and all of this, at least back then you committed a crime, you stayed in jail. I mean nowadays it's it's even yeah. worse. You could commit any kind of violent uh, hey, felony or offense. You're back on the street. Gavin, what's your social media? How do people follow you, particularly about the emerging populist majority? You guys can follow me at Gavin Wax, G-A-V-I-N-W-A-X, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's my website, GavinWax.com. The Emerging Populist Majority is coming out January of 2024. I co-authored it with my good friend Troy Olson, an Iraq and uh, Afghanistan veteran, and uh, it'll be hitting shelves in, the, in uh, January. Okay, fight on, Gavin Wax. Short break. Back in a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 